Hi, thank you for joining today's Word with Dr. Alicia Jacobs. This informative podcast was developed to provide on-the-go knowledge to individuals like yourself looking for a career, spiritual, and personal growth. Keeping in mind one podcast cannot change your life overnight, but with continued hard work and dedication, you will continue to live prolific. We are thankful and lucky to have with us today Kevin Henry, who is a substance abuse counselor for the military, who has a bachelor's of arts in psychology and is currently um, just completed his master's in mental health counseling. He's a member of Chi Sigma Iota Honor Society for graduate academics and professional excellence in counseling. Kevin, you're a mental health resident counselor, right? Substance abuse counselor here in Helped and Road serving our community. How's it going? Oh, at least Dr. Jacobs, it's been going fantastic. I'm very happy to be finally getting a chance to be on your podcast. You know, I've been waiting a long time to, you know, get a chance to talk with you uh, about several, several areas that we've been discussing over the last uh, couple of years. Your passion in, in mental health, you know, we're our today's topic, you know, needs and motivation. You know, what are you finding? Like, you know, what is your foundation around that? You know, I just think that uh, a lot of us, especially in uh, all walks of life, but especially in the African-American community, we just don't know enough about mental health counseling or mental health illnesses. You know, there's still a large taboo of who gets counseling, who receives counseling, and, 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 and what's the need of counseling? And I think a lot of people just think that you have to be in dire need or are in distress before you even receive counseling or, or go for assistance. But I, you know, I'm just here to really talk about how different ways how we can improve ourselves, how we can improve our families. You know, we also can, to, can use this as a tool to elevate uh, our community, organizations, and even our churches. Oh wow! So really, you're not seeing enough of us even understand that there is a need. No, not at all. I think, you know, uh, not just because of our mental health uh, counselor, but just because uh, our, our community needs it. You know, a lot of our, our, our children need it, our parents need it, our grandparents definitely need it, but they weren't able to sometimes afford it the opportunities to receive it. And even as uh, adults, we also need it. So foundation building. So what, you know, philosophy or what's the foundation that you feel is a key to understanding what our needs and you know just spirituality and what emphasis around it. You know, one of the one of the go-to theories I like to use is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, it's one of these fundamental uh, theories that that most psychologists and counselors uh, will use to help people get a better understanding of how they uh, how to improve their lives and what level they may be at. This is not a complete uh, uh, a theory or a way to to examine your life, but it's a very good start in getting people to see, hey, what's their motivation to achieve the, to the next level, and and where and where you may be at, so you can unstick yourself or become unstuck and move and transcend higher up in this metaphoric uh, pyramid that we may call ourselves. So what's the foundation of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? So what are the different levels? Oh, the one, there's five different levels uh, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Some people may even think it's uh, seven or eight different levels, but I'm going to stick to the basic five levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so first, I just want us to think about a pyramid, a five-level a five level pyramid. And on the first level, it's going to be like basic needs. These are physiological needs that we have to have in order to exist. Now, we, as we go up, up the different levels, we can't come back down. But on the first level of Maslow hierarchy of needs, these are like the basic needs that we have to have in order to exist. 
Now, these are such things like water, food, air, uh, homeostasis. And a lot of people may not understand what homeostasis is, but it's just a, a way that we keep ourselves, our internal core regulated. So if it's, it's kind of cold outside, we just can't stand outside with, with no jacket. Or if we do have a jacket, we have to come in the house or have a shelter in order to keep our core temperature uh, regulated. And so like once again, we have like water, food, uh, breathing, because if we don't breathe, we're gonna expire probably within a few of a minute or so. Right. And, you know, and if we don't, if we don't get, you know, I'm, I'm, we're not. Most of us are not hungry right now. But if we go without food, we may only last a, a few weeks. And if we don't have uh, proper water to drink for me, we may only last a few days. Well, that's so true. I mean, we're drinking plenty of water right now, right? Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so, and so, there's other things that's in this level. Uh, you know, one one thing is sex, but that's usually, you know, you know, for the the existence of our species. You know, so 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 we want to, you know, we're still gonna uh, uh, tackle that as we come. You know, but there's also other level, other things in this area, such as excretion, because of course, physically we have to excrete our bodily waste so we don't become toxic and septic, and so we can have a healthy life and yes and so then we you know so then we have to move up to the so one of the next levels which is uh safety you know this is that that we're trying to keep ourselves safe now but before we go fully up to the next to the safety level one of the things i would like to incorporate that i think is very important that we incorporate uh, just as long with water I think we have to incorporate spirituality on the, as a basic need. Mm. Because if we're Christians, we do have to believe that spirituality is part of our main foundation of our existence. And we have to start taking a look at it as if we need spirituality, we need Jesus, we need God, no different than we need food, water, or the breath in our lungs. That is so true. Yes, and so so once we understand that that's a corner, one of our foundation cornerstones of our of our pyramid and of ourselves, that we then can you know once we have that need met, and so sometimes we have to understand what does that mean by having that need met. Mm -hmm. If we say, for instance, Doctor Jacobs, if we do not get proper water. You know, yes, we will survive, but some water may not be contaminated with parasites, and so that may lead to leading to health issues, which is definitely on the area in the area of safety. Right. And so, just imagine if we don't get our spiritual needs met, we don't we don't grow spiritually. How we probably can move up to the next level, but now how effective will will we be in this next level? Right, we'll be stagnated. So you have to have a good foundation of the word for Christians. Absolutely. And so as we as we transcend through this next level, we also have to, like I said, we're going to have spirituality. And now, like I said, I want to make sure we take care of the, all the other areas because it's, it's essential. But if we if we if we don't have a good spiritual base, one of the areas that's on the next level of safety mm -hmm. is morality. So okay. if you don't have a basic concept of of morality, then how effective will that how effective are are secure will you be as you move up to that next level of safety? Mm. You know, so just think about this. If say for instance you're you're not getting fed properly. Now, how, you know, in that next level of safety, you will have physical and mental health. So if you're not fed properly, how will you be how will your physical health uh, turn out? Right, something turn out good. Right. Some people may have um, uh, nutritional needs that are not uh, 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 receiving, and are they may you know a lot of people like to use uh, eat fast foods, and so this is where a lot of us we also come into the area of physical health uh, issues, where obesity is is a major concern, and even juvenile diabetes is now becoming a, a major concern in our community. 
Absolutely. That foundation of being fed properly. And the same goes within the church, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to you know touch base on the on the nutrition part because I just believe that but our spirituality is just mm-hmm. as important as part of our nutrition to match right into our morality. Absolutely. You know, so so then also in that next level is family. So just imagine if you do not have a good spiritual base and you're trying to develop a family. Not gonna be well, it's not gonna turn out good. Right. And I believe that that's part some of the issues that we may have in our community, you know, and, 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 and even in our churches. So I just can't blame everything on our community, some of the things that also occur in our churches. You know, if we don't have a good foundation of spirituality, good foundation of uh, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Jesus Christ, then imagine how how do we how do we teach that to our you know our children? And before that, how do we get ourselves aligned with the, pro- the proper person that we're going to call our spouse? Absolutely. You have to build that right foundation and then having those people around you to support you. They say it takes a village to raise a child. It actually takes a, you know, a good family in, in the home and in the church to raise a good saint or a good Christian or just a great human being in general. Oh, absolutely. And I love that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a good church to raise a child. Yes. You know, because this is what fellowship is, is about. And so so just imagine you're not having a good fellowship with with fellow Christians. And so so how will you learn to, to grow as, as, as a Christian, but also how will you learn to grow as a parent? And how do we learn how to, you know, how to grow as a spouse? And maybe I have that backwards. I should have grew. I should definitely need to reverse it and say, how do we grow as a, a, a spouse? And then how do we grow as a parent? Right. No, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yes, and so 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 I think that's just a very very fundamental concept that we have to incorporate, you know. And so I think if we just begin to think, if we if we approach our spirituality as we're approach as we the same thing we approach approach war, excuse me, our, our our needs to eat, and hey, have that same conviction that we have to, you know, that every breath we take is essential to our life. Our spirituality, our growth in spiritual and our spirituality is just as important. Yeah, be a hundred percent in. If you're a hundred percent in to eating, right, drinking water, mm-hmm. right, and you need Absolutely. that to lead to to live, right, in general, then be a hundred percent in with your you know walk with Christ. And understanding that you need him to live as well. Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely, Doctor Jacobs. And and inside that that level of safety is also other 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 blocks such as resources. And so I believe that you know as we're growing as Christians, as we're growing as as, as individuals, as we're growing as couples, as we're growing as a family, we also have to utilize all the effective resources that we have around us. Yes. You know, and, and the church is a is a huge place to have the, to gain additional resources. People have to really, and then why is it that people aren't looking for that foundation, that good foundation of the you know of the church or the good foundation of family? I, I believe that I believe that we all have this idea of what is a good foundation. And, and, and sometimes we don't know what a proper foundation is because we weren't raised in a good foundation. Mm. You know, so, so I think we have to, we have to understand uh, through teaching each others and through scripture, you know, what is a good foundation. And, and one of the things that I, I pulled up as we were uh, initially talking about this, uh, the, this topic was uh, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 11. 
For no man can lay a foundation other than one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, so I believe that even in the Bible talks about how to lay a proper foundation, you know, in order to uh, uh, advance or ascend into these different levels of man's hierarchy of needs. Proper foundation is is the word of God and is following the word of God and what God has put before us. And similar to what man has laid before us as a foundation with Manslow's, you know, his theory of needs, you know, it's, it all kind of relates together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and this is this is where I would love to just be able to begin to to educate people and talk with people on, on, on the importance of laying this proper foundation. And so as we get our basic needs met, we can have our safety needs met. And this will also in this area, it also talks about employment and how many of us have prayed for a a better job or a job itself. And we have to incorporate that into our employment. You know, and then as as we grow in these different levels, the, the third level of this pyramid, you know, is love and belonging. You know, this is when this is when these foundations that we have laid uh, in, in, in the basic needs kind of, in you know, the basic needs level, excuse me, and, and the foundations that we lay in the second level of safety. Now we start talking about, you know, things, uh, our friendships, you know, so not only are we talk about fellowship, but we also talk about the importance of friendship. Well, there's a lot of people struggling in the area of intimate, you know, these friendships and relationships. Why are people not feeling as open to build these relationships? You know, I think that, I think you said it, uh, Dr. Jacobs. I think a lot of that is what you call intimacy. You know, in that in that third section of love and belonging, one of the key sections in there is uh, is intimacy. I know Maslow, Maslow and the Maslow hierarchy and need pyramid is talking about sexual intimacy. But before we can even begin to engage in sexual intimacy, I think we have to have a great understanding of intimacy itself. And that, to me, is just a connection. How do we connect with somebody else on a deeper level? Yeah. And, and, and to connect with a person on a deeper level, it, it sometimes, it, it, a lot of times, it doesn't mean just how I text you, how I, you know, if I text a person, if I Facebook a person. It's, it's how we connect on various levels, you know, how we have an intimate conversation, how do we talk about, you know, the, the real things that bother us, the real things that bring us joy, the real, thing, the real things that we have experienced in life. Well, that goes back to what you're saying, is this big circle, you know, how are you, as our youth or adults and even older ones prepared to build intimate relationships with others? You know, have they been trained to understand what it takes? I think I think that through the church we do begin to have those uh, uh, intimate relationships if we're honest with each other. But I think that not only in the church but in the in the world itself, we 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 talk on a surface level and we don't talk on a, on a deep genuine level. You know, our fears and concerns. What's going on with my health? What's going on with my family? I know we can't just stand on the street corner and disclose all our business, but we do have to have a circle of folks, uh, a circle of people around us that we have this intimate relationship with. Yeah, and I can say, probably, you know, just for myself, I don't think that we've been, you know, we don't have those, or at least I don't, those open conversations sometimes um, with others. And that's something that, you know, we start to kind of develop with our children to have, you know, to do better than we did before, to be able to have those conversations mm-hmm. and build those relationships. And it's, and it's tough to have this, to have this unconditional love for someone. 
that you won't have a judgment, you won't have a criticism, you won't have a bias. And we all have bias. You know, but so we have to reduce the bias that we have in order to have this unconditional love. And I think that's one of the foundations that Jesus also talks about, talks with us about, is unconditional love. So how can I have unconditional love for my brother if I don't even have unconditional love for myself? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and, and through, you know, we, and the we, only way we can get this unconditional love is through intimacy. You know? And do you find a lot of that is missing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of, you know, this, uh, I believe we just live in a fast, uh, such a fast-paced, uh, I'm sorry, a fast-paced society. I'm going pretty mm-hmm. quick, and so I messed up on a couple of words. And so I just believe that we live in a fast, uh, fast-paced fast society that that we don't take the time to have this intimate relationship. You know, and then if we don't take this time to have this intimate relationship, one of the other blocks in this, uh, in the, in the, in the third level of love and belonging is friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and so then we, how do we have this true friendship? We have acquaintances. Where I think you know, when we look on Facebook, I don't have a Facebook account, but when we look on Facebook and you see that, hey, I have, you know, a person may have four hundred friends. Are they really your friends, or do people just view your account? Right. Because I'm thinking I have a Facebook and I have 532 and I know I'm not engaged with all 532. So what is truly the purpose of, you know, of that social media page? It, 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 to, to keep socially connected. To keep socially connected. Know what's going on. To know what's going on. But knowing what's going on doesn't mean I have an intimate relationship. Absolutely. You. You're totally correct. I, 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 know, I know you probably have plenty of followers. I know you said you have 500 followers and a lot of them would love to be connected with you. But connected doesn't mean we have an intimate relationship or do we, have, or do we even have a friendship. Yeah, a distant friendship because they have lives and they're all over the place. Absolutely. And, right? Absolutely. But we have some type of connection. That's why we are connected in that, you know, in using that tool. Yeah, and that's, it's, I think Facebook is a fantastic resource to be able to con- stay connected with people, right. and we can be used a, a tool, to, a central tool, to 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 get more messages and more word out. So I'm not condemning Facebook, and I just think that we have to make sure that we understand that that's a medium that we use as a tool or mechanism to reach out to people, but it doesn't replace the intimate relationship, you know, that we have. Nor is it a substitute for friendship. Okay. You know, and so and so what I like to what I always say in this in, in on that third level of love and belonging, a lot of those friends that we have in that love and belonging section, there's another section also like for, for family. Okay. Yeah, and so I, I, we just talked about family being in the uh, in the second level of safety, and I believe that Maslow was talking about that's your family of origin. That's your, your your grandparents, your your mother, your father, your sister, and brothers. Those are the folks who are folks who are also responsible for laying the proper foundation for you. But on that third level, uh, where it talks about love and belonging, I believe Maslow is talking about those are the folks who we call we choose to call our fam- to call family. Those are the folks that we that we have that we get married to. Okay. So now that that will be my spouse. Yeah. That's my children. Those are the friends that we choose to call our brothers and sisters who mm-hmm. may have just as a deep relationship with us as our biological brothers and sisters. Yeah, those are intimate relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we have to have that intimacy in order to build those things. And so just imagine, just imagine, I think we do see it so often in our community and also in our society and in our churches, is that some of us 
we we select people who probably shouldn't we shouldn't be bound to we shouldn't be yoked mm-hmm. with because we never took the we didn't take the time necessary to develop this intimacy nor do we take enough time to keep them in the friend zone yeah. to know what they're to know if they're even worthy to become my spouse nor did we even pray and and consult God you know is this the right person for me did the Lord bring that person there for a reason was that connection there as you already stated absolutely we, you know because in this it goes back to the, that, uh, the building blocks of our basic needs do we pray do we fast do we meditate do we consult with God do we consult with our clergy before making some of these critical oh, decisions yes. No, we don't want to consult with our clarity. (laughs) Understood. You're absolutely right. Right, right. And so we we have to. We have to be able to, you know, go back. And this is what I think. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those areas as we're trying to ascend as we're trying to move forward up this uh, pyramid we also have to go back down to make sure that we keep the foundation blocks in order and in check that we have to sometimes revisit some of those building blocks that we had created because some things as we grow older as we mature as Mm -hmm. things get life in our lives get different or complicated we do have to revisit those building blocks and make sure that they're still in place right and so there i think that's a great example of we had to go back to our foundation when we're choosing a, a, a mate, mm-hmm. when we're choosing a spouse. And so it doesn't mean that we jumped or, 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 or regressed. It just means we refortified our foundations because we're adding other people and other situations to our foundation. Absolutely. Wow. So we went through three blocks of Manslow's hierarchy of needs. What's next? The, the next one is self-esteem. Okay. So, and, you know, wow. And I think this is huge. Because a lot of people, you know, when we're in this self-esteem block, this is this is about uh, respect for ourselves, respect for others, our achievements and our accomplishments. Okay. And, and and that's I think we have to play close attention to this area because a lot of people they may say they have self-esteem or some people even though they have low self-esteem um, uh, or they have low self-esteem or low self-esteem issues and, and so just imagine with a person never made a great or never built a good foundation and so I always had to take this pyramid and draw several blocks you know at, on each level in the areas that we covered, and I'll start marking cracks in our foundation. Okay. So just imagine if you build a house on it with a cracked foundation, it may exist, you can walk on it, but once you build your first layers, uh, your first layer uh, level of your house uh, in, 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 you know, in this foundation, it still stands. Right. But as you go up, mm-hmm. you know, as you as you ascend, that foundation that requires is gonna be have more weight to it. Right. And so just imagine this cracked foundation, now you're three levels high. It it's going to start moving. It's going to start shaking. The wind's going to start blowing. And now what happens to your house? What happens to you? Yeah, it crumbles. It crumbles. And so this is where a lot of people's esteem crumbles. Uh, crumbles. Their foundation was never laid properly, so they have poor self-esteem. So anybody could tell them anything. And now they may even be giving up on their Christianity or, or their spirituality. They may choose to cho- choose another mate, you know, too often, too quickly. They may choose to do a lot of things that even corrupts their morality. I understand. Because they, you know, because of poor self-esteem and poor identity. So what you're telling us is, is that foundation, if you do not have your house, your temple, your life built on a solid foundation, you need to get everything at that bottom, at the core of you, 
together before you add any intimate relationships with it? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We, you know, we, we have to have all those things in place. Or if we're not going to have them in place, we have to be willing to readdress them and fix them and, 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 and secure them. You know, as we as as we move forward, you know, so 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 I'm not gonna say that everything everyone's gonna be 100%. No house is 100% built, no temple is 100% built, but it has to be a, in the process of improving. And so as we if we're staying this throughout the, the fourth level of esteem, you know, this is where we have to have respect for ourselves. You know, we have to have respect for ourselves, and we have to have respect for other people. So, 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 so imagine if, and I know we're moving up and down this, uh, in this, on this pyramid, on yeah, this no, temple. That's you know, so imagine if my foundation of spirituality wasn't laid, then I'm trying to say I have uh, respect for other people. This is where a lot of times, you know, people start cursing people out for no reason because mm. they just upset or mad about something. I'm not saying yeah. you can't be upset. You, you know, it's natural to be mad. It's natural to get angry. But now what do you do with that anger? Right. And this is where people don't have respect for themselves, and so they don't have respect for other people. Mm-hmm. So they say and do any do things against other people, mm-hmm. and it's really about their morality. It's really about them. It's really about them. And I think a lot of times, then once again, if we go visit that intimacy part, we don't even have an intimate relationship with ourselves. So we just treat ourselves any kind of way, and we treat mm-hmm. other people any kind of way. Wow. So how how do you how do you not fix that or address it? Oh, we, we this this is where we have to continually continuously work on ourselves. We have to continually seek guidance from other people. You know, I'm not trying to say, you know, we have to ask get counsel from other people. And so sometimes that counsel could be clergy, that counsel can be a good friend, but also that counsel counsel can be a counselor, psychologist, or psychiatrist that we may need to address those things that has that, that, that that's deep and need correcting. You know, and I know we, we kind of didn't talk about it, but I think that's a, an essential part, that a lot of times some of our foundations or even some of our issues are rooted from our family and rooted from abuse or rooted from trauma, rooted from, you know, just a family history of mental health, depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever the situation may be. And so you will have difficulty achieving things in this pyramid if you don't address the mental health issues, the family trauma issues, the family history of events. And I know a lot of times in church, we call them well, we call them generational curses, but a lot of times those generational curses are just family dysfunctions being played out and acted out. These things are family abuse, uh, undisclosed family abuse issues that have not been addressed. Generational of, of, of abuse that goes on in the family. This could be physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. You know, this was where uh, substance abuse, family histories of substance abuse can impact and affect these different levels of, uh, of your pyramid. Well, Mr. Henry, I call it just plain abuse, dysfunction, I know the generational curse, but, you know, now that we're moving forward into 2019, what what steps should we recommend? You know, if you know this is the case, how should we now get them in front of, if it's me, or it's my sister, or it's my cousin or friend, you know, someone in my church, how do you help them get the help that they need? You know, I, I, think, I think what it, it takes 
is for the individual to have an honest conversation first with themselves. Mm. I always call these things get in the dark moments. We, you know, we go home, we sit in our car, we turn the radio off, we don't turn the TV on, we just sit by ourselves, we can't hide from ourselves. And so we know what we did wrong, what we did right. We also knows what ails us. And so I think at that point, we had just had to now decide to, to take action. And so part of that action is to consult with someone, to, as we talked about resources, consult with someone to know what type of resources that's available out here to help we, 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 if, if, if I'm hurt, I don't hesitate to call someone and ask and say that I'm physically hurt. Mm. You know, because, you know, so if some injuries can be apparent and say, hey, I need help with this physical injury. But some of these issues that ails us are hidden, uh, hidden conditions, and we just have to have the confidence and, and, and the intimacy with someone to ask for help and to utilize the resources that we have around us. And so I think the church, as I said, is a huge resource, pool of resources that's available. And, and, and every church, uh, I'm not going to say every church should have a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or a mental health provider, but we should, churches should know of a good clergy. <laughs> it sounds kind of yes. crazy, but, you know, but it, a church should have a good clergy and know of a good mental health provider to give their parishioners and, 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 and their followers assistance when needed. That, that makes absolutely great sense. Thank you. That's great advice. And I hope everyone that's listening, um, you know, take that advice and, you know, let's move forward. So esteem needs, we, we've met that fourth level. Um, anything else that you would stress to us about that, that feeling of accomplishment and prestige? Yes. And I, th- I think that the, the, in, the, in the area of esteem also is achievement and confidence. Uh, so, so we have to make sure that we're we're not replacing that confidence and that achievement with our ego. Mm, makes sense. So, so this is where I can't say, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna have false pride uh, and, and, and knowing I need help, uh, I just have to and have the confidence to ask for help and have the confidence in other people that they'll be willing to assist me to get this help. And I'm not a, I'm not replacing that. That, that that confidence with false pride are my ego. And, and I think in the church, there's no room. If I'm trying to grow in my church, if right. I'm trying to grow in Christ, there's no room for my ego to grow in, in, in Christ. And this is where I think we, a lot of us, struggle in. Well, this is the area that a lot of us may, may, may seem to be challenged in. And that also will prevent us from reaching that top level, which is self-actualization. And, and in that area of self-actualization, this talks about problem solving. You know, this talks about um, doing things for the betterment of people, not just for myself. And you have to be humble when you were speaking. The one thing that came to mind, you know, even with the church or in our own lives, um, we have to come to Christ and be humble. Um, in our walk, in our day-to-day, we have to be humble about, you know, our accomplishments, about what's going on. We can't have the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always think about it with, you know, coming to God with your head bowed. But, you know, even in our careers, if you're in an organization, you know, be very humble. You may have a title, but it's not about the title. Um, it's about helping others bonding with others. It's about living a good life. 
and being helpful and loving. Absolutely. And that's that I, I believe that's the, the, the essence of that self-actualization. It's it's about helping other people. We we may reach a level of success and this level of success is it may not be based upon job title, uh, it may it may not be based upon monetary gains, you know, our successes, you know, what type of car you drive, what type of house you live in. This is about now what are we doing to help other people? You know, this is about, you know, I'm not going to benefit out of any of this, but it's just the fact that I'm going to help somebody else. Yeah. And, and and some people say that's the Lord's work. Yeah. You know, just helping other people get out of ourselves and, 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 and be a benefit to other people. Wow. That, that's deep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so if we don't have a proper foundation laid, you know, with water, with food, mm. with, with with our spirituality through through uh, God and through God in Christ, we won't successfully be able to reach that level of self actualization effectively and effectively for what God has directed us to do. Wow! And we are here to serve a purpose, right? This purpose is not a purpose of our own. Or the purpose is of something that's greater than me or you. Absolutely. Right? That purpose is, it's all about God, right? The betterment of his people and how we can help others. Absolutely. And and, and that's the foundation, one of, one of the foundations of Christianity. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus gave his life so we can, so we can have life. Mm. So as you as you talked about, you know, Manslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, we've gone through this theory being used as, you know, in my home or for any other person, you know, in our day to day. What should someone that's not familiar with this theory walk away with and know that how they can use it in their day to day lives? You know, I think the biggest thing that we can walk away and I know it's difficult for people to imagine this pyramid without seeing it. Uh, but I believe that the, the, the importance of this is that we can walk away from this from this topic is the fact that we have to address whatever ails us, whatever area we need to reinforce to in order to improve. And we are redeemable. We are. We can be corrected. We can salvage our lives, no matter how how and what we may think about our lives. We have the opportunity to rebuild our lives. And so, so I, I think that's what I want us to walk away from uh, this topic with, with the notion that we are redeemable. We are and can rebuild our lives for the way we see fit and, and for the way Jesus Christ see fit for us to rebuild our lives. Wow, everyone walk away with, you are able to rebuild your life. So please take that away um, from this podcast today with Kevin Henry, excellent mental health counselor, resident and substance abuse counselor here in Hampton Roads. It has been a pleasure. Kevin, anything else that we've kind of missed? I mean, that really rebuilding our lives really, really sticks with me as the kind of ending of this podcast. But what else? Is there anything else that you want the people to, to know as they move forward? No, I, this, like I said, this is not a complete uh, way of life, but I think it's a good way of life, to, a great way to get started in rebuilding your life. And I just, I just want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk with you today and talk with your listeners today on, on, on this topic. 
Thank you, Kevin. So everyone, you will be hearing a lot more from Kevin Henry, um, substance abuse counselor, mental health counselor, resident, um, really a great start of a wonderful series that's coming in 2019. Please thank you and start to rebuild your life today. And remember our needs and motivation. Have a good day.